You know, sometimes you wonder maybe if your prayers will work, but the power of the Lord's in this place to do miracles today. But he says he does exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And when he fills you with the Holy Ghost and you have faith in him, your prayers mean something. Your words have power. Power of life, power of death, power to speak miracles. And I wish for just another moment that we could invoke that and stand on that promise that God will do something even more than we can even think according to the power that works in me. Maybe you feel like I'm not much, I'm not anybody. It's not about reputation, it's about who lives in you. It's not about your status, it's not about your qualifications, it's about who lives inside of you. Would you take somebody by the hand or maybe step across or turn around to somebody right now and just pray for them and ask God to touch them. If you know they need a healing, pray healing. If you know they're going through financial, pray financial blessings on them. Pray something right now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, saint. That's it. I hear voices. Hallelujah. Come on, a voice of faith rising in the house. In the name of Jesus. It does not have to stay the same. It does not have to stay the same. Come on, I know you didn't show up here today just to see who else was here, but I know you come for a reason. I know you come for a blessing. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord, the Lord's going to have his way. The Lord's going to have his way. The Lord's going to have his way. We're going to we'll worry about offerings and things like that at the end of service. I wanted to go ahead. I felt like the Lord was ready for us to, to move into his word today. And I'll tell you why, because of the things that have happened, and you can be finding a place to sit and be making your way, but let's stand for a moment. When Brother Wendell said, had to say what he had to say, um, you know, that if you were here last week, it was right in the same line along with the things that Brother Elijah preached and um, about the two different kinds of storms well Brother Wendell was talking about two different kinds of schedules one belongs to the Lord one belongs to the enemy but the Lord's with you through it all I didn't know and I, I usually never know um, sometimes my wife will ask me what do you, you got anything particular you want us to sing and I can't usually even remember the names of songs when we quit singing in song books I forgot the name of, of songs and I didn't know they were going to sing this. But after I had been here for a few hours this morning, God had given me this message, and I heard them practicing this in choir. Well, that's the way me and the Lord work sometimes. I'll, I'll just ask him for some confirmation, and he'll do that. He'll let someone come up and either tell me, speak to me, something that's in my message, or before I know what the choir is about to sing my message, but they were singing, I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. And, 
and I'm not turning back now. And, and you'll see through this message why God has been orchestrating from the beginning of this service. And I hope that as we realize this, that we will open our hearts and let God work in us and work in our lives and, and in our situations that we'll have faith. If you have your Bibles and want to turn in the book of Mark chapter 8, I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture and I'll let you be seated. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 22, it says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand. Aren't you glad that when you can't see where things are going that Jesus has still got you by the hand? And led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. I want to preach for just a few moments. I feel like the Lord's going to really speak to our hearts in this today. But I want to preach on this thought. Wait and see. Wait and see. Would you lift your hands and pray as we get ready for the word of the Lord. Jesus, we thank you for what you have done in this house today. For the things you have orchestrated and been involved in, we just give you praise. I ask you now, God, that you would, Lord, let this word find good ground in our heart. Lord, let me speak words to your people that will help us and bless us and encourage us today. We desire to be better, Lord, and we desire to trust you and serve you completely. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Lift your voice and give him a shout. Hallelujah. And before you're seated, you turn around and tell somebody, Jesus is going to work. Just wait and see. James 1 and 4, the scripture says, But let patience have her perfect work. Sometimes when we're a patient, it's when we need the most patience. We got some in here that could say amen. It's been a long road for some of them, and it's not quite over yet. But James, who wrote so much about us having faith and works said, let patience have our perfect work that you may be perfect or complete and entire, wanting nothing. I said this at prayer last Monday night, I believe it was, that everybody wants everything that God's got for them. Have you ever said, man, I just want everything the Lord's got for me? Anybody ever not said that? That's what I thought. We all want everything that God has for us. And, 
And we want to be perfect or complete. We even want to be perfect, like no flaws, but that don't happen. But at least we want to be complete, entire, wanting nothing. But the struggle for us is not wanting, it's waiting. It's, it's not for, for lack of wants. Yeah, we, uh, we always want something. We need something. Now, I know we say, well, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. That just means I don't want anything but what he's got for me. I still want what God's got for me. He's my shepherd. I want the green pastures. I want the still waters. I want the, the table spread before me in the presence of my enemies. I want those things. I want what God's providing. We want it all, but we simply just want it all right now because waiting stinks. I can't believe nobody amened that. <laughs> nobody just likes to wait. We say, well, good things come to them at wait. <laughs> so what? That don't make the waiting any more enjoyable. I mean, have you ever been to the DMV? Or the line at the amusement park. That is, you know that there were people waiting in line for some new ride the other day. They were waiting like 10 hours. Yeah, 10 of them. Whole day at the park for about a minute and 30 seconds of whee. And some probably even threw up. We don't like to wait for packages to arrive. We, we order it four to six weeks for delivery. That's why we like Amazon Prime. But that's it. We, we want it. Waiting stinks. We hate to wait. We want it. We want what God's got for us. We want it now. Proverbs 13 and 12 says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Now, here's the thing about hope. It comes after a process. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience, experience. Experience, hope. It's number four in the lineup. Hope is batting cleanup. If you've ever played ball and you was in those first three batters, you didn't just put anybody at number four. He was clean up. He could hit it out of the park with his eyes closed. And you just knew, I got to get on base, and he's going to get me around. But if he swings and misses that first pitch, you're like, you ain't got two more. If he misses that next one, you get a little heart sick. But when you watch that ball fly over that fence and you trotting into home, it's a tree of life. You see, hope's batting cleanup, but it's... He's number four tonight. He don't get to bat number one. He don't bat number two. And he don't bat number three. He bats number four. There's going to be three other batters in your situation before hope gets there. And the first one is tribulation. And then patience. And then experience. And after we get a little experience, we're beat up and battered and bruised a little bit. But hope's on the way. Just hang on. If you'll just wait and see, God's going to come through. You cannot forget that God is faithful. One place the Lord said, fear not, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. You've got to remember he's faithful. I know that what you're going through is tough. I know that maybe what you've prayed for has not shown up yet, but 
just like he promised Sarah in the scripture. When she was an old uh, lady, she was near 100, and she said, you're going to have a child. The Bible says that she judged him faithful, and it happened. But it was not an immaculate conception. It was a natural conception. There was a process for, uh, Abra- or for Abraham and for Sarah and for Sarah to conceive seed. And, and then she still had to carry that child. And maybe at nearly 100 years old, she had mourning sickness for seven months. Come on, some of y'all that had it think, wow, I was young. Well, imagine if you was nearly 100, mourning sickness, back aches, ankle swelling. Come on. Nose spreading out on your face. You know all those things. But she judged him faithful. And she knew there would be a process. It would be nine long months before this child was there. And maybe she couldn't believe it because she even laughed within herself when she first heard the news. But let me tell you, the the Lord was saying, you just wait and see. You shall have a child. And after the time of life, she did. You're just going to have to wait and see sometimes. And I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. Man, I wish I had Elijah's voice right now. You've got to wait on the Lord. You've got to trust that he'll be faithful. You've got to remember that his promises in him are yea and in him are amen. You've got to remember that it is impossible for God to lie. In the prophet's book, Habakkuk 2 and 3, he said, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. There's that calendar. Yeah. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Though it tarry. When is my answer going to get here? Wait for it. When am I going to be better? Wait for it. When is this job going to come through? Wait for it. When is my miracle going to happen? Wait for it. Uh, yeah, Like he said, you're on a calendar. You're on a timeline. And you can't see the end of it yet. But let me tell you, God's still holding your hand. And maybe you got to go through some things. And, but let me tell you something. It's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get there. It might be seem like, where is it at? Is, it, is he stuck in traffic? Is it back ordered? Did it get delivered to the wrong saint? Did somebody else get my healing? Did somebody else get my blessing? No, honey, nobody else got it. Just wait and see. Yours is coming. He said, though it tarry, wait for it. I prayed. I'm waiting. What am I supposed to do now? Wait for it. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Let me tell you, God's not going to let you completely die. You're not going to be completely depleted, but you shall renew your strength. You're going to mount up with wings as eagles. Oh, honey, let me tell you, the time of refreshing is coming your way. But don't worry if it's long. Don't worry if it's tarrying. Just wait for it. Because at the end, it's going to speak and it's not going to lie. Oh, when it gets here. Hey, hey, I know hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when it comes. Oh, when it comes. It is a tree of life. I'm trying to encourage you here today. 
He said, listen, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. When it's time. When it's time, it's not going to wait around the block for a while and drive around waiting and show up. When it's time, it's going to be there. When Joseph was given dreams about his future, he went through many years before the realization of it. He endured a lot of trials and tests. We heard all about that last week, about him being in that pit where no water is and, and then being cast, lied on and cast into a dungeon and, and then even forgot about after he helps another man get out. But one day when Pharaoh has a dream that nobody can interpret, they come and tell him, say, make haste. <laughs> come on up out of here. And they shave him up and bathe him and clean him up and take him right away. They didn't come and say, hey, in about a week or two, we're going to bring you before the king. When it was time, it was time. And he didn't have time to say, wait, wait, let me get. Th- it's time to go. When your answer comes, it's going to come. But it's going to be on his time. It wasn't, it wasn't time yet or God would have already brought him before Pharaoh. If it, was, if it had been time a year prior to that, he'd already been in front of Pharaoh. If that baker was supposed to remember his name or that butler, he would have already been in front of Pharaoh. But it just was not time. The vision is yet for an appointed time. Just because you see it don't mean it's fixing to happen right away. The Bible says without a vision, people perish. You need to see what God can do. You need to see what he's going to work. But honey, just because you see it and just because you believe it is not going to make him rush it. He lets you see it so you won't perish. He lets you see it so you'll have hope. He lets you see it so you'll hold on. So the vision, the preview, the trailer... You know, we, we, some of us that get excited about things like that, you, you know, a year in advance, you see a little teaser trailer. And all it does is make you want to see the whole thing. But you ain't going to. You can flip and flop and cry and whine and all the things you want to, but it ain't coming out till it comes out. They say it's got a release date. Well, that's what he's saying the vision has a release date. And maybe you've seen a glimpse of it. Maybe you've caught a glimpse of it. You know, in the Old Testament, they, they caught a little glimpse of, of the coming Messiah, but they never got to see him. They didn't even get to know his name. But one day when it was time in a little old town of Bethlehem, he was a born of a virgin, just like the scripture said. When Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born, he's giving you a little sneak peek, a little preview of what's going to happen a few hundred years later. But when it was time, here come Jesus, born of a woman. Here come the Savior. Here come the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And aren't you glad that when he got here, it didn't lie, but it spoke. It spoke hope. It spoke blessing. It spoke deliverance. It spoke life. Simeon was getting older and older. And his eyesight was getting dim. But after he held that child, he said, now I can depart in peace because I have seen. Oh, Simeon, he's coming. I wish he'd hurry up. Just wait and see, Simeon. You're going to see it one day because it's been prophesied. And the Holy Ghost lets you know that you wouldn't leave this world. So the Holy Ghost gave you a little preview that you're not going anywhere till you see the Lord's salvation. And he got older 
and he got more weary and, and he maybe some days he even got discouraged but one day they bring this special child to him and he knows right away this is what I've been waiting to see your answer's coming your answer's on the way you can trust God though it tarry wait for it Jesus told his disciples, go and tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And so they went and they waited and they prayed. And I'm sure there was some wondering going on. What's it going to be like? When's it going to get here? How's it going to happen? Are we going to see it? Or will, it, will we feel it? Or is it going to be an angel dropping off a basket of goodies? Or what is it going to be? They, they don't know. But then suddenly there comes a sound of it was a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting and cloven tongues as a fire sat upon them. And they could see. They tarried and they waited and they saw it. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and they got exactly what Jesus promised. Because when it was time, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, you see, you're on a calendar. You're on a schedule. You might be in a storm, but storms don't last always. And, and, and you might be in the wilderness, but the wilderness has got to have an end. And, and weeping only endures for a night, and joy comes in the morning. I'm trying to help you see, just don't give up in the middle of it. Don't, don't quit before you get your answer. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come I believe God you've seen what God can do you have faith and you believe so don't quit and don't turn around and don't walk off I know we want it all but we want it all now I think about Naaman hey hey Naaman you want to get rid of that leprosy I sure do then go dip seven times why seven why not just one? Because I said seven. There's no other explanation given. I said seven. So one time ain't going to do it. Two times ain't going to do it. But you know what? One plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one. However, I lost my count. It equals seven. Every little dip added up. He's a step closer to being healed. Though it tarry at number one, it's still coming. Though it tarry on that second dip, it's coming. Number three and number four, five and six. He says, I don't even look any better. I don't believe he looked any better at all on number six. I believe he was like, he, he was probably just like unbelievable. But Well, I've been six, I might as well go seven. But when he come up on seven, and his flesh was like a little baby, and his flesh was new, it'll, it'll, it'll speak, and it won't lie. It will surely come. Hey, don't stop on number one. Don't stop on number two. Don't stop on number six. You got to get number seven. You got to go all the way. Hey, wait and see what God will do. If he said seven, then do seven. If, he, if he'd have said dip a hundred times, then dip a hundred times. But whatever he says, just trust him. He's going to come through. You can't discount the miracle. Uh, I said this the other night. You can't discount uh, how the miracle adds up. The first six dips were part of the whole miracle. It wasn't just the seventh dip. It was the combination. The seventh dip on its own is just one. 
But obedience and believing and waiting. It's just like the woman that, that she had a problem. Said, you know, hey, the creditors have come to take my kids. My husband's dead. I'm broke. They're going to put him in debtor's prison. I'm going to be all by myself. I'll have nobody to work and provide for me. This is the end of my life. Well, what have you got? I got a pot of oil. Then go borrow some vessels. Borrow many vessels. You know, don't borrow just a few. Get a bunch of them. And they bring those vessels back. And she starts pouring oil in the vessels, Brother Larry. She's just filling them up one at a time. She ain't got no big spout diverting it off into 10 or 12 buckets at a time. She's one at a time. And, you know, at the end, you find out that she has enough to pay the creditor and then enough to live on. But she don't have enough with the first bucket or the second or the third. I don't know how many she had. Maybe she had 100. It's going to take all 100 to complete the miracle. You can't stop at five because he's going to say, you short. The Lord knew how much she needed. And so she keeps pouring. She can't discount that, hey, one bucket, that's part of it. Whatever you're praying and whatever you're going through right now, don't discount where you're at. It's all adding up to the miracle. Listen, I like to eat from a garden, but I ain't going to plant no garden. I'm going to buy my vegetables at the farmer's market or at a vegetable stand or in the produce section. I want it, and I want it now. I don't want that. No, but if this is you, I want a garden. Then you know what you're going to do? You're going to plow, and you're going to dig, and you're going to plant, and you're going to water, and you're going to weed, and then you're going to harvest before you eat. Because you can't rush a garden. I don't care if you can see the picture of the tomato on the front of the seed packet. That vision's for an appointed time. <laughs> and you're going to have to, you might substitute and, and go to the produce section while you're waiting. But it'll never take the place of what you're trying to plant and grow. And you might try to find some way to rush this process, but it'll never take the place of what God can do if you'll just do and obey and wait on him. It might seem like it's taken a long time for me to reap the harvest, but the scripture said, don't get weary in well-doing, for if you faint not, you shall reap in due season. In other words, he said, don't get weary, just wait and see what God's going to do. In Hebrews chapter 10, in verse 35, he said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Listen now, for you have need of patience. There's that patience word again. That after, after, after. Well, you have need of patience, but I don't get that until tribulation, have tribulation, patience. So he says, after you have done the will of God, you went through the process, you've stayed on his schedule, you've stuck it out and had faith, you might receive the promise. For yet, listen, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. That sounds a lot like Habakkuk 2 and 3. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. The Lord's faithful. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, 
I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. Come on. Now, if the just, the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving. All the way, the greatest miracle to happen is the saving of the soul. So he's saying all the way up to the greatest miracle is where we believe. We believe for small stuff, medium stuff, and big stuff. We believe all the way to the saving of the soul. Because let me tell you, raising the dead is awesome, but that don't equal saving the soul. Mm-mm. No, no, it don't. And, 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 and being healed, hey, guess what? Being healed of blinded eyes is great, but it don't equal to being saved. We believe all the way to the saving of the soul. There is no benefit to drawing back. That's not us. We're not those people. Patience equals promise. And if you'll have patience, if you'll wait, you're going to see. It's going to happen. In 1 John 3 and 2, he said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to see, for we shall see him as he is. You know what that tells me? That even though right now, I am a son of God that my life is going to be filled with wondering what in the world is going on. I know I belong to you, but it does not yet appear what we shall be. I cannot figure out what you're doing. I don't know what's going on right now. But we know that when he shall appear, we're going to be like him for we shall see him. All I know is that while I'm here, it's wait and see. When I pray, it's wait and see. When I fast, it's wait and see. Waiting for the Lord, it's wait and see. One day, he's coming back. you got to remember, you, you are a child of God, and there is a day coming when you will see him clearly. And you'll know, you know the Bible says in that time, you know, we, we sing about it anyway. That by and we'll understand it better by and by. And one day everything will be clear. Now I got to get back because I read about this blind guy and I ain't said nothing else about him. I got to get back to him. Then I'm really I'm on the last page, so don't worry. Tell your neighbor, just wait and see. So he comes to Bethsaida and they bring a blind man unto him and, he, and besought him to touch him. And so Jesus took the blind man. This is verse 23, Mark 8 and 23. He takes the blind man by the hand. I love that. Even though I can't see yet, there's nothing. I, I came for this purpose. I don't see yet. The Lord has already made a connection. He could have just said, sure, and opened his eyes. He could have just spoke it and opened his eyes. But he said, sometimes... We got to wait before we see. And so he takes him by the hand and he leads him. And the whole time Jesus, the healer, has got him by the hand, he don't see nothing. But Jesus ain't blind. If the blind lead the blind, we read that earlier, they both wind up in the ditch. But Jesus is not going to lead you to the ditch. 
You may feel like things are out of control, but if he's got you by the hand and he's leading you, don't worry, you're not going to go into the ditch. It seems bad. It seems dark. You can't figure out what's going on. Don't worry. Trust the one who's got you by the hand. So he takes him by the hand, leads him out of town, and when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything, if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. Well, it's not clear, but I do see something. Now, I have never been completely blind, so, but I have done those little experiments in school where they would put a blindfold on us where we couldn't see anything and you tried to feel around and, and it would be a hard life to be totally completely blind and I can just imagine I don't want to assume anything but I can just imagine that if I had been totally completely blind that any portion of sight would be great or at least be enough to give me a little bit of hope enough to encourage me and so instead of uh, being discouraged because all he got was a little blurred vision And running off, he stuck around. Now here's what I want you to see. Because I've never preached this from this message before, but this morning the Lord said, you need to pay attention to this this next verse. So after he says, I see men as trees walking, it says, after that, after God's already started working, he puts his hands again on his eyes. There are some areas of your life that Jesus must touch more than once. You hear me? After We think, well, he can do it right away. Sure he can. After he had touched him once, and said, he says, I see men as trees walking. After that, he puts his hands on his eyes again. Don't be discouraged because Jesus has to touch an area of your life more than once. He's doing a work. If you'll just wait and see, you're going you're gonna to see, see him do the complete work. To get the full miracle sometimes, he has to touch you there more than once. I prayed that already, Pastor. Pray it again. I've fasted fast again. The, the scripture about that the parable that Jesus taught about, he wished that men would always pray and not faint. He taught a parable about a woman who kept going day by day and bothering the king for the same thing over and over and over again until he finally said, I got to do something so she'll shut up and quit bothering me. Well, see, the Lord ain't like that. How much more the Lord, is, his ears are open to our cries. Will he not work in our situation? Sure he will. God's going to take care of you. Don't believe that lie from the devil. That if you're not completely better after one service, if you're not completely better after one prayer meeting, if you're not completely after, after one message that you're just damaged beyond repair, there just must be no hope for you. You can't be fixed. Jesus touched that man again. He touched his eyes again. He didn't say, oh, let's see. Let me pop your back. Maybe that'll work. No, he didn't try something different. He touched his eyes again because he said he's letting us know sometimes I will, though I can do it whenever, but sometimes for you to see clearly, for you to get the full miracle, I'm going to have to work in this area of your life more than once. But if you don't wait, you're not going to see. Don't bail out after the first prayer. Hey, don't bail out after the seventh prayer. 
You wait around and see because God is faithful who promised. Let me tell you, when Nehemiah wanted to go put the wall back up, it takes more than one brick to build a wall. He didn't go up there and set one rock up and say, wow. Brick by brick. I'm sure them rocks begin to all look the same and they all felt the same as they stacking rocks and, and putting things back up. But it was one brick at a time, one stone at a time, one, one beam at a time. It, 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 piece by piece, piece by piece, till it was all the complete miracle. You're going to put more than one nail in a board when you're building a house or it won't stand very good. That same board might have three, four, five, six, eight nails in it. Because that's what it takes for it to be firm, strong. Sometimes God's got to work several times in that same area for you to be better. I'm talking to somebody because you're frustrated. Because I've been praying about this and it, I've been dealing with this and it just seems like I can't get over it. Just hang on, wait and see. God's about to bring you all the way to the clear miracle. He's going to take you all the way to the end where now you can see clearly. That man, did he understand? I don't understand. I see men as trees walking. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why I can't see clearly. Hang on, you will. You can't see why it's taking so long. Though it tarry, wait for it. Trust the process. Trust what God is doing. He's going to come through. And this is my last bit of scripture, honey, if you want to come to the music. You've got to trust him. In Jeremiah, you can stand with me. Jeremiah 18, verses 3 through 6, very familiar to us. Jeremiah said, Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. But then he says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again. Maybe while you've been under the hand of the Lord, some things have happened and now he's just going, you know, he didn't just throw the clay off, throw it away. I'll just make it again. I'll make it again another vessel has seemed good to the potter to make it. If you'll just stay under his hand, as long as you're under the hands of the potter, you just wait and see what he'll do. While it was under his hands, it made mistakes. While it was under his hand, it messed up. It changed into something else. So he said, but I won't throw it away. Because as long as it's under my hand, I know what I can make out of it. But when Jeremiah sees this, the word of the Lord comes to him and says this O house of Israel cannot I do with you as this potter hey saint can't he do that for you can he not do with you just as he is doing with that lump of clay do you think that you're so far gone that God can't do anything come on somebody 
have you convinced yourself or believed the lie of somebody else that you're so messed up and damaged that, that even God can't fix you? Have you believed that lie? He said, cannot I do with you as this potter saith the Lord? Behold, as clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. And it's, well, that's for Israel. I've told you this before. We're grafted in. And if we're grafted in, any promise to Israel is a promise to me. And if God can do it for Israel, he can do it for me. And as long, and maybe I feel like I'm a little, you ever seen that clay spinning on those wheels and it gets a little lopsided? It starts getting warped. I feel like that sometimes. But I ain't worried. Because the hand of the Lord. And if I'll just wait and see, and I won't jump off that wheel, and I won't remove myself from his presence, I'm going to see the miracle that God's trying to do in my life. This blind man could have took any number of roads when he didn't get his miracle right away, but he stuck around and waited, and he left seeing. Not blurred vision, but seeing clearly. God can do it for you. He can do it for me. Just wait and see. While she's playing, I want to open this altar up. I'd like for you to come with a prayer partner today. Come down to the front and pray with somebody. And encourage one another. Hey, I want you to stick it out. Just wait and see. Are you going through something today and maybe you feel like, I just don't think it's going to get no better? Then just wait and see. If you'll just listen to what I'm instructing you today. If you won't run, if you won't give up, if you won't throw in the towel, if you'll stick it out, you're going to see what God can do. If you'll hang in there, you'll see the perfect work that God can do. Let patience have her perfect work, her complete work, her whole work. You don't have to go home with half the blessing or with half the miracle. You can have the whole thing. Come on, come into this altar and lift your voice and begin to trust the Lord. Can't he do it? Won't he do it? Hallelujah. Come on, though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. Your answer's coming. Your miracle's on the way. Your healing's on the way. Come on, somebody. I don't care how many times you fought it, fight it again. I don't care how many times you prayed it, pray it again. Believe it again. Trust Him again until you see it.
isn't it? It's easy at the onset of the problem to only see the problem. But the Bible says for us to keep our eyes on him, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That problem can seem larger than life. We've had people here that, you know, in the last year, year and a half, two years, that because of the doctor reports they got it, hey, that's scary stuff. We had three families right here, right away affected because of cancer. But they kept praying, they kept believing, the church kept praying, kept believing. And we've seen Sister Kristen get a great report. We've watched Brother Josh just keep getting better. And Brother Paul's going to be better. I believe that in Jesus' name. You can give up or you can wait and see. You can keep praying and trust God and God will come through. God will make a way where there is no way. You got to remember, he'll open a door where there is no door. So I'm in a room, I don't see a way out. But he said, I will make a way. With every temptation, I'll make a way of escape that you're able to bear it. God's going to come through. Don't don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop breathing. Because he's going to make a way out so you can see the whole miracle. You got to trust him. Before we go, let's take another moment. I like that. A breakthrough's coming. Get your prayer partner by the hand, but this time you ain't praying. I want you to rejoice with them for a moment and tell them. Tell them before you start, your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Come on, somebody. It's coming. Your healing's coming. Your deliverance is coming. today encouraged because it's coming though it tarry 
Wait for it. It will surely come. It'll surely come. He didn't say it might. He said it will surely come. I know people don't like to get too much in that. If you can just see it, you can believe it. And well, I, If I catch a vision of it and I start praying it, I just believe. The Lord said if I ask, don't doubt. So I'm not going to doubt. And I believe that I'll see what I've asked for. And you will too. Give the Lord another hand clap at this house. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. I know we didn't go around and take our offering today. If you would just bring your tithes and offering up to the basket on the altar this morning before you leave. Don't forget about prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Tomorrow's prodigal prayer. And so we're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. Don't miss Monday night prayer. You never know what might happen. We'll see you here. God bless you. Have a great day. Be encouraged. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.